My message tonight is very simple. It's Jesus of Nazareth, the life changer. Jesus, that's it. Jesus of Nazareth, the life changer. And I want you to come with me to the book of Acts chapter 3, please. Somebody's life is about to change in this place tonight. Amen. I believe that for you. I believe that for you. Let me just read a few. Chapter 3, are you there? Because of time, I don't want to read everything, but let me just read, read at least five verses there. Now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms from those who entered the temple. Who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms, and fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, look at us. So he gave them his attention in expecting to receive something from them. You know, from time to time, we all need those suddenlies. Do you know what a suddenly is? Where God just, just, just disrupts your program? You know, some of you have come tonight, you've just come to be calm, to be gentle, just to sit and probably go home. But I'm going to pray that today God will disrupt that program of yours. You know, from time to time, we need those kind of unusual moves of God in our life where God just, just comes and breaks in. I've seen that before. Where just God, God just comes and, and just breaks in and breaks through. When you read this, this passage, chapter 3, these guys were minding their business. John and Peter. They were going to the temple to pray. What kind of prayers they were going to pray? I don't know. Praying for their need, praying for their wife, praying for their, well, pray, I, I don't know. But they were going to the temple to pray. And then the Bible says that there was a, 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 a certain man lame. So the first thing to see about this man, no movement whatsoever. He couldn't move. And the funny thing about this man, that his own expectations were very small. A man that the Bible says who was lame from his mother's womb and he was carried every single day. He depended on people to put him in the same position every single day of his life. What a tragedy. Every day, they will carry this man and they will place him in the same position. He never thought of a positional change. And my prayer tonight is that God will change somebody's position in this place in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Being 
place. And that was the highlight of his life. I don't know how, how many men, four men, five men, three men, but every single day, the man was, he was lame. He lacked movement from his mother's womb. And also the sad thing about this man is where he was placed. I mean, you could be placed anywhere in life. But this man was placed near or in the temple. Amen? A place where God is called upon. A place where people should expect miracles. Three people I want to blame, if I can. Number one, I want to blame him. That how can you get so near to God and never believe for a miracle? The second people I want to blame is the people who are the gods every single day to place him in that position. I never thought, wow, you know what, friend? You're, you're just so near. Amen. You know, what were those people going to do when they were praying? They were calling upon God, asking God to intervene in their own life, asking God to come through, praising him for a miracle that God had done in their own life. Amen. Hour of prayer. What is prayer all about? He's asking God to do what we can't do. When we call for prayer, we want to see a demonstration of God's power in Jesus' name. Amen? We're not here to yell, to cry and scream and not see results. When we pray, we expect results in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. The Bible tells us that the effective and the fervent prayer of one righteous man can accomplish so much. Hallelujah. This man was so near the place of prayer. And no change. The third people I want to blame, if I can, and I'm probably, probably not allowed because it's a scripture, is the other believers who were going to the temple daily. Then I never thought that, wow, actually, actually, what are we doing in there? We're calling on God. Why don't we call on God on behalf of this man? But you know what? Sometimes life is not fair and sometimes people are not kind and we're supposed to be kind. And everybody was just passing the, this man. And the only thing they could give him was money. Sometimes in life, people are looking for more than money. People are looking for God. People are looking for a breakthrough. That's what we want and that's what we're going to believe God for tonight in the name of Jesus. The Bible also tells us where this man was placed. Now I want you to understand where he was placed. Because where he was placed is not an ordinary place. He was placed near the gate called beautiful. How beautiful could a gate be to a man who had challenges? But our gate also tells us that this is the gate of the Gentiles. This is the gate where anybody, amen, anybody, not just the Jews, but this gate was the gate for anybody, the Gentiles included. This man just needed somebody just to, just to, just to encourage him. 
that this gate, this gate is, is for everybody. You know, the, 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 the curtain has been torn. The veil has been torn into two. Jesus has come. This is the day where anybody can access him. This is the day where anybody can call upon him. That was what the beautiful game was all about. Somebody should have encouraged you that why are you sitting there? Come on, man. Come on, man. Follow me. Let's go. But you know, for days, they left him there. Same position. Same position. Placed in the same position. You know, it's one of my desires of life. Never to find myself in the same position. Amen. It's one of the desires of my life. Never, never, never to pray the prayers that will break me out of, you know, sometimes, you know, sometimes we are the worst, our own worst enemies, that sometimes we are comfortable. Amen. We are comfortable where we are. We just, we're at ease. A few weeks ago, today is what? Today is, um, somebody help me, today is nine. In about, today is the 10th. Tenth, oh, thank you. In about 10 days' time, myself and my wife, we're going to be celebrating our 25th wedding anniversary. 25 years. 25 years. And I said to my wife, wow, you know, probably I've taken you for granted. You know, 25 years is a long time. You know what I want to do? In front of our children, in front of some of my families that live in this country, and in front of my brothers and sisters in Christ and the church that I lead, I want to make a fresh commitment to you. So in about two weeks' time, I'm going to be renewing my vows to my wife. Amen. For another... For another... No, no, please. I refuse that. I refuse that. Listen, I'm 53. Plus 50, that's how old. I don't want to be 103. I want to go home. Uh, not now. Oh, of course not now. But not 103. No, 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 no. I choose, I choose, I choose not to be around, that, you know, that long. Amen. There's no desire. Once I've done what I've done, hallelujah. Amen. I've done, I've fulfilled the ministry. What else do I need to do? I don't want to be on any bed, you know. No, 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 no. Please, please. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for hearing my prayer. Amen. 103. No way. I want to see Jesus. Amen. So, so for me, see, what I do, I look at some areas of my life and constantly I'm making sure that I, you know, you know, I'm not in the same place. Are you with me? I'm not in the same place. I don't want to be placed in the, in the same place. That's what I'm saying in, in marriage. I don't want to be in the same place. Amen. And, and, and this time, even my children will hold me to the vows I'm about to make. Amen. Are you with me? They're going to challenge me. Dad, Dad, didn't you just tell this woman you love her? Are you with me? And sometimes we're going to challenge ourselves. If nobody's going to challenge us, we're going to learn to challenge ourselves. Same place. Same position. Every day. 
Same place. With a very low expectation. Just give me money. God is bigger than money. In the name of Jesus. God is greater than money. Amen. Beautiful gates. You know, sometimes, unless the change happens here, the change doesn't happen anywhere else. It becomes mental. Our expectations sometimes can be so low. Even sometimes, our expectations of God become so low. We don't think that God can do these things. Because we have prayed and prayed and prayed and we don't think that God will turn up. But we're going to learn how to push those boundaries. Amen. The Bible tells us that the kingdom of God is only advanced by force. And forceful men must learn how to lay hold of it. In the name of Jesus. Gonna learn what it means to push, to push, to push, to push, to push, and push in prayer. There's two things about this man. There was no desire for a change. Because he couldn't, you know, he didn't believe that anybody could change him. So the Bible tells us. These guys were minding their own business, walking to the temple, excited about their own lives, going to pray and asking God probably for the breakthroughs for tomorrow. And this man, he sat there with his hands out, begging for money, asking men that went by for money. And the Bible says in verse 3, who seen Peter and John about to go into the temple, he asked them for money. He didn't even say, guys, you know, you know, you know, you know sometimes just, just curiosity that, guys, you know, I don't know about you, but, you know, I, I want to see what is going on behind that door. Amen. I want to see. I've been sitting down here for years. You know, can somebody just, just carry me? You know, even if it's just to look and come sit down, just to see what happens there. To see men every day at the hour of prayer going to seek God and there's no change of mind, no change of attitude. Please don't let that be your portion in the name of Jesus. Believe God for something awesome even in your own life because God is able. We have a God who is able. If we can read it, then he can do it. If we can read about it, then God can do it. Amen. Seeing these men, I don't know whether it's what they wore or how they were behaving, I don't know. But something attracted this lame man to Peter and John. So he began to ask them for money. And fixing his eyes on him. Hallelujah. 
He saw beyond. Peter saw beyond. He's not looking at a lame man anymore. He's looking at a child of God. Who is looking at the possibilities of what God can do. Faith is being stirred in the heart of Peter. He knows the anointing and the power that he carries. He understands the grace of God. He knows the will of God. Sometimes we need men and women that know the will of God for our lives. We need them around us. They know the will of God. They know the plans of God. Men and women can say, God is bigger and better than this. He fixed his eyes on this man. Keyed into his life. And only God knows what was going through his mind. But I know he was probably believing that a miracle is about to happen. Just like I'm believing God for many people in this place tonight. Fixing his eyes on him, with John, Peter said, look at us. Look at us. And he's not calling him to look at him as a human being. Sometimes we've got to know what we carry. We've got to know who we are. Amen. We've got to know the grace and the anointing of God that is running through our lives. We've got to know, even as believers, if you're going to be effective out there, we've got we to know. We've got to know. We've got to know who we are. Amen. We've got to have faith. We've got to have the boldness like a lion. We've got to know that greater is, in, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. We've got to know these things. Amen. I don't want to be a problem to my generation. I want to be a solution. Everywhere I go, I want to be a solution. Are you with me? I want to be a solution. I was in Congo, like I said a few weeks ago. These guys, they were trying to nationalize me. They said, no, no, no. We will get. One man actually came to me and said, look, look, look. I'm being serious. One of the pastors. He said, I have a guy that works in the external affairs. He said, I know what it takes. And he does. I tell you what, it takes a lot to get a Congolese visa. It's even worse than coming from Lagos. He said, you, you don't need to be queuing up for visas. We will get you so when God tells you to come to Congo, you just come because there's a grace of God upon you. Amen. I want to be a solution, not a problem. Because I know where God has called me from and I know what God has put in me. This is not me, but this is the grace of God upon my life. We've got to know who we are. I'm not apologizing. Peter said, look at us. We carry something. We carry, we know who we are. We carry something. We carry something. 
Look at us. And of course, this man, and the Bible says, so he gave them his attention. Still, with all that, his expectation was so low. Expecting to receive something from them, from them. Expecting to receive something from them, not from the God that they serve. Expecting to receive. Sometimes that's our problem in life. We're, we're, we're expecting something from man, not from God. You're expecting a promotion from your, from, your, from your director. You're expecting a breakthrough from the council. You're expecting it's time we believe God. Are you with me? He was expecting to receive something from man. And I like the response of Peter in verse 6. There was a response, and Peter said, silver and gold I do not have. Uh, he's not just saying I lack money. That's not, the, you know, it's not really the proper translation. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a very poor man. Because when you have God, you've got everything. Amen. But the truth is, he said, I've got something better to give you. Amen. Got something better. And this is what it is. The silver and gold I do not have. But what I do have, I give to you. Silver and gold I do not have. But what I do have, I give to you. What do you think he has? He's got the authority. He's got the grace working in his life. He knows what he carries. So what I have, I'm going to give to you. I know. I have a covenant with heaven. Amen. I have a covenant with heaven. I understand the mercies of God. I know the grace of God. Amen. I know the plans of God for a weak man. I understand what God can do to you. Silver and gold I do not have. But what I do have, I give unto you. What he has, he has authority in the name of Jesus. Amen. He has authority in the name of Jesus. And he's going to use it. Hallelujah. He's going to use it. What is this? He said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, it's not just an expression, people of God. It is not just expressing a name. But he's saying that through me today, the power of Jesus is going to be present to heal you. He's not using it as a catchphrase. But he knows that the moment I declare that name of Jesus, there is going to be a power that is going to be available to bring healing to your life. Yeah. Amen. Sometimes we are just expressing that name, but we need to release the power that's in that name. And that comes by faith. It comes by faith that we know what we carry. 
He knows that the moment he declares that name, not just the power, but the presence of Jesus is going to saturate that man's life. Just going to come. The power and the presence of Jesus. That every time we call upon Jesus in a rightful way, he makes himself available. Come on, people of God. I know I've got kids. I know what dad means. Not dad. Dad, dad, that's a warning. But dad, that's give me money. When my, especially my younger daughter said, Dad, Dad, but if she's doing something and you say, Can you go and do that? Dad, it's like, uh uh-uh, uh, can you see what I'm doing? You see the difference? Dad, can you see what I'm doing? I'm not free. But I say, Dad, ah, hallelujah. You must, like we say in Nigeria, you got a shake body. Something must come out of your account. Hallelujah. A transaction must be made. Amen. Something, when they say, Dad, something must be released. Now, if man to man, daughter to father, if we do that, what about a minister of God to God? A child of God to God. Amen. He's not just using the name of Jesus in vain. He knows that the moment he calls upon that name, And he knows what he's doing because he uses the full title of Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. He knows what he's talking about. Hallelujah. When it's used correctly, there's a guarantee that it will work. And I want to believe God tonight that God will work on behalf of his people in this place. In the name of Jesus. He knows that when he calls upon the name of Jesus, God makes his power, his presence, the person of Jesus becomes available to meet the need of that person. Listen to this. The Bible says, what I do have, I give to you in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Rise up! The very thing that he has not done for years. Since he was born, he came from his mother's womb as a lame person. The Bible says the moment he spoke that words by faith, he took him by the right hand. He took him. Did you say? He grabbed him. Hallelujah. Bypassing the laws of physiotherapy. Come on. By passing the laws of progression. Do you know people must learn how to walk? Don't you know that? People need to, you know, you know, walking, you walk in progress, you know? Hallelujah. Do you understand that? That's why, you know, as a child, they, they, they try to walk, they fall down, because you've got to learn how to walk. This man that has never, never walked in his life before, Peter is going to bypass the law 
the medical law of physiotherapy to try and strengthen all the muscles and all the law, the law that says, you, you, you know, we just think people know how to walk. It's like one step, two step. But if you've never walked before, amen. It's just like somebody, if, if, if look, if, if somebody gives you one million pounds today, you will still go and shop in Tesco's. You understand? But somebody needs to teach you with your one million pounds, you'd be surprised. Amen. You'd be surprised where you shop with one million pounds in your bank account. You don't even go and queue anymore. They bring the few to you at home. Amen. The Bible says, grab the man, grab him by passing all the natural laws of walking. Because he knew. He grabbed the man. Hallelujah. I'm about to finish. And we're going to believe God. He grabbed the man. The Bible says he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately. See, I'm talking about a process. Normally, it takes a process for a man to walk. We know. You know, you know it takes a process for a man to walk. It takes a process. It takes a process. They're going to teach him. Do this, do that, do this, do that. Left, right. Take your left, take your right. You know, the Bible says he bypassed all that law because Jesus is present. The Bible says, the Bible says, that immediately his feet and ankles, they're all, they receive strength. Come on, people of God. They receive strength. They receive strength. Bypass all the natural laws. He receives strength. Receives strength. Hallelujah. Receives so much strength, so much power, so much anointing. Hallelujah. He receives strength and power. And anointing. The Bible says, so he, he didn't just, you know what it is? We've all been there before. You try to walk, you try to walk. This man, he bypasses walking. He doesn't walk. The Bible says, he leaps. He leaps. Child of God, it's time for us to leap. It's time for us to leap. The days are coming. Where the first step we take is not a walking step. It's a leaping step. Hallelujah. These are the things that they teach you. They have to teach you how to leap. They have to teach you how to walk. Amen. That's why the job of the physiotherapist is to teach a man how to walk. If a man lies down on a bed for one month, two months, three months, they have to teach him again how to walk. But the truth is this man, because of the anointing of God, he bypassed all that. The Bible says, listen to this, people of God, as I try and finish this thing. The Bible says he was leaping. So he leaps, he leaped, stood up, he walked and entered the very place that because of his disability, he had been denied of going in there. The Bible said he, he, he you know, he, he entered the temple with them. He was walking, leaping. He did three things, people of God. A man that the expectation few hours was to beg. But this time, the Bible says, he was leaping, walking, and praising God. Leaping, walking, praising God. He was leaping. <laughs> Hallelujah. A few, a few hours ago, the only thing that was use, useful in his life was his hands. But this time, it's his feet and his mouth. His feet and his mouth. He was leaping. Oh, yes, he was leaping. He was leaping and he was praising God. 
He was leaping and he was praising God. Hallelujah. Not just one miracle, three miracles. Leaping, walking, and praising God. Leaping, walking, and praising God. I declare to you tonight in the name of Jesus that somebody this place, you will leap, you will walk, and you will praise God. You will leap, you will walk, and you will praise God. You will leap, you will walk, and you will praise God.